0: Hi listeners, in these episodes we've taken the recordings from the Estate Agency X7 event that took place in London in November 2021. It was an all-day event and we've broken them down into different podcasts so that people can listen to the information in their own time. Obviously, the events were a live event with a screen. So there might be an occasion whereby the person talking is referring to something on screen you shouldn't it shouldn't make too much difference for you in terms of listening to the podcast. If you do want to actually watch the presentation, then you can do so on the Iceberg Digital YouTube channel. If you just search for estate state 7 you'll find the different presentations there. In today's episode, we've got the the talk that Marianne Page did. Marianne has got 27 years in senior management at, at McDonald's and she gives a great presentation that allows businesses to see how they should really be creating processes that make their businesses perfectly repeatable and stop them from just relying on staff having all the knowledge in their head and how they go about doing that. It was a really insightful talk and a lot of people got a lot of great things from it, so I hope you enjoy.
1: What a gorgeous place this is to be doing a a presentation in after all these years. I feel like, oh my God, do I I still remember how to do this? How to talk into a mic? Um, So how excited are you to be having 45 minutes talking about systems? (laughs) Everybody's favorite subject. But just so that we're on the, on the same wavelength, let's start by talking about what a system actually is. And for me, it is very straightforward. It's a simple, logical, and repeatable way of doing things. There are, there are so many ways that you can define a system, a process, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the language in a second, but it's just a simple, logical, and repeatable way of doing things, that's all it is. And what systems give you? Well, they give you consistency. They give you reliability. You know, your your customers know that they can rely on you, that it doesn't matter who they speak to, it's going to be a reliable experience. The ability to scale, the ability to sell, the ability to franchise, and most importantly for most business owners, a business that runs well whether you're there or not. Business that just works where everybody knows their role, they get on with it, they work to a high standard, and they deliver what you want them to deliver. So what's the problem? You know, if, if systems give you all of those things, why do so few businesses invest the time to get, to get it right, to get those systems in place? You know, what, what is the, where does the resentment come from? Well, you know, It's seen as such a huge task. Well, systemizing my whole business. Oh my god, that's huge. Or me, Clicker, come on, clicker, don't let me down. The language, the language of systems absolutely stresses people out. You know, they they um, they read books about you know Japanese car factories, and they think they've got to have a, a black belt in Six Sigma, or you know, they need to fully understand lean. Or you know the, the the standard operating procedure, all the, the language of systems. To be honest, it it crushes a little bit of my soul every time I look at some of these words because they are they just sound bureaucratic, boring. Um, you know, the, there's there's nothing there's nothing exciting about them. There's very little that's people focused about them. And this is the real kicker. I've spent. Months and months pulling together processes, but nobody ever follows them. You know the number of times I've almost literally had folders placed on a desk in front of me. These are all my processes. Look at them; they're really good. Nobody follows them. So we're going to get into why why that may be the case in a little while. <clears throat> but does any of that sound familiar to you? Have you used any of those excuses for not systemizing? or? Do you have really well-systemized businesses? In which case, I take my hat off to you, if I had one on. But for most people, it's, it's a, yeah, we've, we do have systems. Yeah, we've got systems in some areas, but we just don't have them in the areas that really make a difference. So just looking at back at those things that systems give you, it's really important that we um, make it simple and straightforward for you. Because the truth is that, and you know, what I often get thrown at me is, yeah, but McDonald's, that's McDonald's. You know, it's, it's a restaurant, it's a fast food restaurant. Um, it's easy for McDonald's. I've worked with businesses in, in all industries, and all industries, what a stupid thing to say. In many industries, <laughs> um, many different types of businesses. I'm working at the minute with one of the most creative businesses you can imagine. I mean, they make. Fantastic um, structures and art, pieces of artwork for you know some of the big guys, Spotify, LinkedIn. Um, you know they they're so creative, but even they need a foundation of systems and a structure to work within. And that, you know this is this is the simple truth. Every business, it doesn't matter how you how you know, bespoke every client is. It doesn't matter that everybody's different. Of course, everybody's different. Of course, every client, every customer is different. But that base, that foundation of systems makes every customer's experience pretty much the same. And it can do. You've just got to make it so. But where to begin? Well, every journey needs a map. And here's yours. Keep pressing the wrong button, don't? I keep pressing the. Ah Here is your map. the map that will take you from potentially a frustrated firefighter, a micromanager who has to be there, cracking the whip to get the, the sort of um, input that you need, all the way through to a, uh, a chilled business owner who can, who can work whenever they want. Um, and for those of you who work for a business owner who is a micromanager or who is a firefighter, <laughs> this gives you freedom too. Uh, it's not just about the the business owner; it's about the whole team. It starts with getting that mindset right, getting past the "oh my god, this is such a big task," getting past the um, "it's it's not for it's not for our business, it's not for our industry." Um, we're already there. We've already got systems. We don't. We don't need this. Uh, or as one person said, they're a luxury that we can't afford. That was a, the strangest one I think I've ever heard. But it starts with. It does start with your mindset around this, getting getting your head into into gear, and it ends with keeping it going. It ends with continuous improvement. You know, there's no point putting all of the work in, and then just letting it go. You know, it, it's. Um, We talk about that a lot, I run a seven-month program, and we talk about that a lot at the end. Do not have wasted the seven months putting these systems in place if you've got no plan for continuous improvement. It's really, really important that once you put something in place, that you use it consistently, that you make it work consistently, that you evolve and grow. In between those two, there are seven systems, and these are the systems that I see as absolutely critical to any business. Certainly any business that wants to grow, scale, sell further down the line. Uh, they're the businesses that, that you, you really need. Now, obviously, in 45 minutes and less, we're, we're not going to have time to go through all, all of those. So I really want to focus on these three. Your customer experience system your team building system. And that's not rah, 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 team building, it's building a team um, and your team development. So <clears throat> let's start with your customer experience system. For many people, for many customers, um, this is their experience of doing business with many businesses. <laughs> um, businesses start out really simple, Um, I've got a product or a service, I want to sell it to my customers, I set up a really simple way to to do business with me. Then over time, it just seems to get more and more and more complicated. Whether the business owner just gets bored with the way things are and adds bells and whistles, um, or whether they see an opportunity to add in an extra service um, or to add in a, um, a, a sort of part of an extra service, But it just gets so complicated. You know, at the end of the day, what you want to do is actually very simple. You know, what you as estate agents do is very simple and straightforward. But is that how you would talk about your businesses? Would you say that your business is very simple and straightforward? And that's a question that that you need to, actually, that's a question that you should ask your customers. Um, You know, the the people that work with you, the people that work for you. Uh, How easy are we to do business with? <clears throat> really, the way we look at your customer experience system is to break it down into very definite stages. You know, what are the stages that every customer goes through? And then within those stages, we look at every single tiny step. And the way we would normally do this is get a, a big roll of um, brown paper with map swim lanes on, so one lane for the client, one lane for the business owner, one lane for the ops manager, one lane for sales, whatever it might be. And step by tiny step, using post-it notes, we go through and we look at what happens along that customer journey. And we ask, what could we do to make it more simple? What could we do to make this more consistent? What what could we do to make this so it's, it's just the way we do things? This is our way of doing things. So just starting with the simple one of um, the phone rings. So you know, many, many businesses, that's the first point of contact, the phone rings. Who answers the phone? Oh well, anybody that's not busy. Immediately there, you've got a problem. If anybody that's not busy answers the phone, then what happens when the phone rings? I'm busy. Oh, it's just, you know, it's, it happens. So who answers the phone? How do they answer the phone? What information do they gather? Is there, a, is there a script? And I don't mean a word for word, I'm reading this out sort of script, but is there a, a set form of words that they are given to use and they use it every time? So no matter who calls your business, it's, they hear the same words and you think, Oh yeah, but that takes away personality. No, it makes it a consistent experience for your customers. Um, how is the information gathered? If somebody's passing on a message, is there a um, is there a checklist of questions that that need to be asked so that the information that's passed to your customer is is worth actually you know? Oh, John rang. Here's the number. Okay, who's John? What does he want? You know. What's his situation? Are there questions that you can ask? So it's really going through each stage and breaking it down into each tiny little step and looking for how you can make it more consistent. Oops, going the wrong way. Clink neck. I'll get the hang of this after 45 minutes. <clears throat> In McDonald's, there is one right way to do everything. You know, there's only one way to cook French fries, it's the right way. It's the McDonald's way. I shouldn't say it's the right way. It's the McDonald's way. You you might cook french fries very differently, but it's the McDonald's way. Nobody would dream of doing it any, any, any different. There is one right way to do everything in McDonald's, and that's got to be your aim. Along your customer journey, develop your right way to do every single step. You know, there shouldn't be John's way and Jane's way and Mark's way and Haley's way. There should just be, this, this is our business name. This is our way of doing things. So that everybody that comes in is given exactly the same information. So developing your one right way is, is a really, it is the starting point. Oh, flipping heck, <laughs> sorry. Moron. Well, there's one right way of using this clicker and I've seemed to find it's about like half a dozen. Your one right way needs to be simple, logical and repeatable. As simple as possible, not simplistic. It can only be, you know, but it's gotta be simple. It's gotta be easy to understand. You know, think about your, your lowest common denominator in your team. It's got to be easy for them to understand. Otherwise, what's the point? It's got to be logical. You know, does it make sense if I came into your business, would I be going, why, why do you do that? Why, why do you ask for that information? Why you know, and allow people to ask why, to, to really unpick the logic. Remembering also that logic changes over time. So what was logical two years ago may no longer be logical now. So logic does change. And then repeatable. It's got to be repeatable so that everybody in your business can understand it and follow it. The tool that you're going to use for this is just simply called the how-to. You could call it a standard operating procedure if you wish to, but I much prefer the how-to because that's the language that everybody understands and nobody is frightened of it. I'm going to give you a how-to guide. Brilliant. I'll I'll learn from my how-to guide. I'll learn how to do this task. Your how-to guide can be a simple document like this with the most important part at the bottom of that though is why do we do it this way? If you spend time working out the logic of something, you want to be able to tell people why why you do it this way. So your handwritten how-to document, your infographic, if if um, you often see infographics of a sort next to a photocopying machine, how to change the cartridge on a photocopying machine is nearly always an infographic, maybe not colourful, maybe it's only got one horrible picture with a bright red arrow, um, but it's it, it it's more useful than the than the one on the left. The checklist, a checklist of things to remember. I don't know how many of you work by lists. Um, I like a list. I like a handwritten list actually, but that's a whole other story. Um, but checklists. Checklists are, are important so that people don't re- don't don't remember so that people don't forget the steps so that they can tick them off to say that they've done them. All useful tools, but the most important and the easiest to use, learn from, and create is the how-to video. You know, if you're going to learn something, do you go to Google ever and look for a? a how-to document or do you go immediately to, to videos? Oh, show me a video, I just want to see how it's done. I want to be able to follow it through. I want to be able to pause and rewind. I want to be able to, what, what did you say? Let me, let me just, a how-to video is so much better for your team to learn from and makes so much more sense because it takes as long to create a how-to video as it does to do the task. You get yourself Loom software, for those of you who've never heard of it, L-O-O-M. It is brilliant and so easy to use. You press record before you do, before you complete a task. You talk through what you're doing. You press stop, you have your how-to, your how-to guide. How-to documents, you have to type them. It is laborious. You forget things. It's just painful and also a, a document doesn't get doesn't get the message across as well it goes in a file um whether that's an online file or or a um an, an actual paper file so how to videos really are really are the way to go they are amazing and don't think um that it, they're just for for online tasks uh, i've worked with hotels restaurants uh, manufacturing um uh, places who all use how-to guides for um, for very physical tasks or all, all that you all the only difference is you need somebody actually pointing the the video the iPhone 13 production quality video at them I was listening earlier um, so the how-to the how-to video is is just it's going to if you don't already use them it's going to change your life so your customer experience system is all about getting that, getting, finding that one right way to do everything and making it simple, logical, and repeatable so that your team all understand what the customer journey looks like and what their role is in, in delivering on it. When it comes to your team building system, here is the, the $10 million question. If you had the chance tomorrow or today how many of your current team would you rehire? Is there even one person who you're sitting there thinking, oh God, John. Yeah, John. He's never been right, John. Everybody looks forward to him being on, even on a day off, let alone a holiday. Um, he's really, he's always moaning. Oh, my God. Almost everybody, actually, can we just have a show of hands? Is there anybody in the room who would rehire... Bearing in mind, I guess there are team members here. (laughs) Actually, but please, team members, put your hand up if there is somebody you work with um, who who you would not rehire. So let me change that. The question is, how many people in the room would rehire everybody given the chance tomorrow? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine that is that has um, increased my percentage of people was that 10 but it's increased my percentage of people who actually answer that question with with a yes uh, by a zillion percent um, <clears throat> usually there usually there is somebody but it's really important that you don't <laughs> settle for people you know seriously for for the for the rest of you and however many percent that was for the rest of you who are you settling for and what impact are they having on your team and on your customers because they will be having an impact absolutely a hundred percent they're having an impact it's until you have the right team around you there is nothing more important you know if you if you're unless you work on your own until you have the right team around you whether that's the right team in terms of actual employees or freelancers um, or, uh, what do you call it, service providers. Nothing is more important than this. And I genuinely believe that you can hire the right people. This is the, the, as you see, the complete right first-time hiring system. If you are attracting the wrong people, I would suggest that perhaps you're not looking at your, your job ad in the right way. Does your job ad, you know, um, Daniel was talking earlier about, you know, standing out and, and, you know, Wally and all of that earlier. The right people for your business are out there. The right people who share your values, who are enthused about the job that you have to offer. But you have to, you have to inspire them with your job ad you have to attract them in the same way that you're looking to attract your customers. If not more, you know, if not more importantly, because if you get the right people in, they'll help you attract your customers. So you know, it starts with a hiring decision diamond. Do you need to be hiring at all? Um, you know, could you, could you buy in the service? Are you looking for somebody who's going to be long-term in your, in your team? You get your purpose-driven job ad, and then you pull together a job description that doesn't have a long list of You must, you must, you must, really boring job description. You're looking at outcomes, what you want them to achieve when they come to you, not what they are going to do. So attracting them, first of all, then with your interview, so many interviewers go in to an interview and ask exactly the same questions. It doesn't matter who they're hiring, they ask exactly the same questions because They don't know what to ask they get lost you know they they, even if they even if they prepare they still only have like half a dozen standard go-to questions most of the questions tend to be around somebody's cv what they've done what they um what their experience shows on their cv remember though that that experience experience doesn't say how well they did it you know i've been a manager for 13 years yeah but how good were you what would your team say you know, were you, were you an amazing manager who inspired people to be their, be their best selves and, and deliver? So the, the interview really needs to take account of your gut as well as what you are hearing. It's so important. What is your gut telling you about this person? You know, do you really, can you see them fitting into your team? Do they share your values? The... the uh, Interviewers' cheat sheet over on the right there gives you questions that pull out things about your values. You know, it looks at the person, it looks at their values, it looks at their experience. You pick one question from each of those boxes, and I'm happy to share the, the full versions of all of these, because obviously the, they're individual documents as well as the, the 12. If you speak to me afterwards, give me a business card or something, and I'll get, those, get them sent to you but it's really important that you ask the questions that are going to uncover whether this person is right for your team. And they should feel that it's an honor to be part of your team, because what you're building is something really special. Teams are really special. You know, I, I actually, to a degree, get a little frustrated when I'm called the systems person, or the McDonald's person, but the systems person, because it's all about people. It's all about making people's lives easier that's all systems ex- exist for to make somebody's life easier whether that's yours your teams your customers and if a system doesn't make somebody's life easier it's the wrong system so this is all about people so getting the right people in your team is massive so okay so you've 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 done a brilliant ad you've attracted the right what, the person you think's right you've interviewed them they've interviewed brilliantly you love them you feel they're going to fit and then you try them out. You, you give them their, their three-month probation, and you've really got to properly structure this. You've really got to have a 30-day, a 60-day, and a 90-day meeting where you're saying after 30 days, if I was making this decision today, I've got to tell you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be getting a job because you know, I'm not seeing you doing X, Y, or Z. You know, you've really got to have that... Could, almost confronting conversation with somebody who's not cutting the mustard after 30 days, to give them the chance to to prove that they can do something differently. Maybe it's their first job, maybe they were treated badly in their last job, and they're they're sort of you know cowering. Whatever it might be, you've got to give them that give them that chance. And this is all this is you know for anybody that's sitting there thinking, what the hell has this got to do with systems? This is a system. This is a structured way of finding the right people for you and making sure that they're the right people by using that probation system, by really getting into it, really structuring it properly and really um, not giving them an easy ride. You know, so many people say, oh, they're just new. They're just, I, I I won't give them that difficult task to do because they're just new. I won't get them to call a customer because they're just new. So when they've passed their probation and they then are absolutely rubbish, you're talking to a customer. Whose fault is that? It's yours, not theirs, because you didn't test them out. You didn't find out um, what they were like. You didn't have a training map for them for those first 30, then 60, then 90 days that they just learn step by step. It's It can't be random, it's got to be really structured. And investing time in getting the right people into your team, as I said, is possibly hard to say it's the most important thing because there are so many important things but it's bloody important that you get the right people into your team and ideally that you do it right first time yeah nothing is more important than having the right people around you for all those of you who said that you're settling for somebody that you you wouldn't rehire everybody you need to be looking at that person or hopefully not those people, but you need to be looking at them and doing something about them because they're affecting your team. Just imagine if you had the right person sitting in their seat. If you had the right person doing exactly what you wanted them to do in the way you wanted them to do it, with a smile on their face, coming into work every day consistently the same person, not, oh God, is he gonna be in a mood when he comes in? And actually this goes for business owners as well. Be consistent. Don't be the person that your team are dreading you coming in, uh, wondering what mood you're going to be in. Um, but, you know, that, that person needs to be sorted out one way or the other because they're affecting, they're affecting your whole business. Uh, and everything will be easier. Your te- if there's somebody in your team, one last thing on this, if there's somebody in your team who is taking the mick or who is a miserable bugger, The rest of your team are looking at you going, when are you going to sort this out? When are you going to do something about this person? This is just painful. And you'll possibly lose good people while you keep this rotten apple, shall we say. Okay, so team building. Team development then, we go back to the, I've created processes and nobody follows them. Um, My first question would be, do you? Because that's, you know, processes are made very often and the person who doesn't follow them is the business owner. Um, So creating those processes, determining what your one right way is going to be, and then you taking the lead is really massive. But, you know, McDonald's aren't successful because they have a system in every single area of their business and literally every single area. It's not just the restaurants. All the way through um, the support departments there is one right way to do a, a weekly report there's one right way to do to management accounts and present them there's one right way to do everything but they're not successful because they're, they're, there is one right way they are successful because everybody follows that one right way and would not dream of doing it any other way you know it's the McDonald's way what is your way and how are you going to get people to to do it and, um, Daniel and Mark earlier we were talking about, um, expecting people to show initiative. Oh my God, why can't they show some initiative? And why can't they just get it? People get it when you train them and then give them feedback. And training is not, okay, I'm going to show you how to do this. Right. You do this, 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 and this. Okay. Got it. Right. I'm off. And that is what training is like literally for many people. It's a quick, let me quickly show you, or even a, you know, somebody sitting right next to them just doing it and expecting biosmosis. the person next to them to just suck it all up and understand exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it and, and what, the, you know, what the important parts are. Training is really important if you want to have your team work in a consistent way and it, it really shouldn't be that difficult because you're probably doing some form of training already. <clears throat> so having a, having a training system, having training maps for every role that, uh, that are, you know, if, if I'm taking on a new role, what are the first 10 things I need to know how to do? You know, that's, a, that's as simple as a training map can be. Okay, in my first 30 days, I need to learn how to X, how to Y, how to A, how to B, how to C, and who's going to teach me? And is there one right way to do it? Those are the important things about your training system. Side-by-side training is, like one-to-one training, is the best way to learn something if you have your one right way to do something. If you have your one right way to do every task, side-by-side training where somebody can ask questions why are you doing that? Right. And be allowed to practice with, with the other person, watching them. No, careful, you don't want to do it that way. If you do it that way, this is what's gonna happen. Explaining the why all the time. So that is, is always gonna be the best way to train somebody. Oops, doing it again. Flipping egg. But then you've got your backup of your how-to guides and videos. So you train somebody one-to-one and then you tell them where they can access the how-to video going forward so that they, they don't have to come back and ask the person who trained them. They still should be able to, they still should feel like they can because that's the sort of culture and environment that you're building. They're the values that you've got, but they've got the how-to video that they can go and check it out themselves. <clears throat> Training plus feedback equals performance. It's not it's not about initiative. Yes, you want people that, that have got initiative, absolutely. But if you give them the training, if they know exactly what they're meant to do and how they're meant to do it, and then you give them feedback, then you're gonna have a great a great team, a great high-performing team. The feedback bit is where us Brits tend to be a bit weak, shall we say? Feedback is not is not a real strength, generally speaking. I'm, I'm sure there are people in this room who, who consider themselves very good at giving feedback. Um, really, we're looking at constructive feedback, constructive feedback that says, you, you have just done something, I've watched or I've heard you do, do that thing. Um, I really like the way you did X, Y, and Z, but actually that one bit, I just want you to do better constructive feedback or oh just heard you on the phone love the way you spoke to that customer they must have felt you know really uh, connected to you by the way you spoke to them keep doing that keep doing that because that's brilliant feedback is is you can't walk past something that's wrong so for for all of those of you who wouldn't rehire that one or more people um think about what the feedback is that they've had. Have they had any feedback? Do they know how you feel about them? Do they know how you, um, how you want them to, to be different, to act differently, to work differently? We do not give enough feedback to our teams. And that is just, that's a fact. We don't give enough. Good feedback, well done, praise, thanks a lot. You are oh, brilliant today, thanks so much. Constructive feedback. This, was, this wasn't up to standard, really need you to do it like this going forward. Feedback makes, makes the difference. Training plus feedback is when you get high performance. In terms of formal feedback and a, and a performance management system, I am a big fan of the quarterly performance review. It's what I grew up with at McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's, it wasn't as straightforward as this. You did actually have to write reams of paper on everybody, reams of stuff, um, a lot of feedback. But feedback makes a difference. And every, every individual in your team wants their bit of time with you or with their manager. But they want that bit of time to talk about their performance. It's how they, they grow and develop. It's how you know you make them feel good. And for me, a performance review should not only be not just be done when somebody's done a bad job. In fact, it just should be consistently done every quarter. Good, bad, ugly. And they get feedback. And no matter how uh, bad the feedback was, no matter how bad their performance, you want them to walk out of that room feeling inspired and motivated to do better next time, to be better, even if they're brilliant you want them to walk out feeling inspired and motivated to be better. That's what a performance management system does for people when you get it right. And this really, you know, with a um, looking at individual performance team contribution and then how they, how they uh, live your values day to day. It's more a discussion document really. You know, it's, you're not writing reams. Okay. You're going to write over there on the right to improve, to continue additional comments. It's not about writing a whole load of stuff. It's about having a discussion document um, that, that brings the, t- the team member out and gets them to, to ask you questions. One of the best questions to ask at a performance review is, what can I do to support you better? What can I do to, um, to help you to, be, to fulfill your potential, to be the be- best version of yourself? Be that person. And really, I mean, the, the other systems, in terms of rhythm building, we're talking about planning and communication. Um, there was a, a question to Daniel earlier about how do, we, how do we think longer term? You sit down in a room with your key team and you plan for three years ahead and go, right, where do we want to be in three years? What does it look like? Then you come back and go, okay, if we want to be there in three years, what do we need to do in the next 12 months? And then you come back again and you go, if we want to be there in 12 months, What do we need to be doing in the next 90 days? That's the planning system that that I was brought up with at McDonald's and it blooming well works. You know, McDonald's went into that crisis. Their share price dropped $100 from, I think it was 200 to 100. Um, And it's it's been the proper old V. It's up with $250 um, as we speak. And that is because they planned. They, They couldn't avoid the crisis, but they planned what they were going to do to accelerate out of it environment is changing at such a pace now you've got to be you've got to be looking ahead you've got to sit down every 90 days and go what's coming what opportunities are coming what challenges are coming what can we do now to plan to make the most of the opportunities or to accelerate out of the challenges Um, Systemized sales, obvious. Financial health, obvious. Personal management and development is about protecting your own time and energy, teaching teaching your team how to work with you, um, controlling the monster that is your inbox. Um, Those are the sort of strategies within a personal management system that protect your time and energy. And really it is, as I said earlier, it's all about getting you from this frustrated firefighter, micromanager, um, person who feels that they are a slave to their business to this chilled... Shall I go in today? Do you know what? I don't think I will. I think I'll go and... I was going to say play golf. How many you... know, don't answer that. Um, play golf, go for a horse ride if it was me. But anyway, chilled and enjoying life. <clears throat> the key to success is consistency in everything. Absolutely. And the key to consistency is repeatable processes you all have the opportunity to um, increase the number of repeatable processes in your business it'll give you that consistency which will give you greater success. So good luck and thank you with that what what you listen it's what you hear
0: listen.